All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm really pumped up about this new podcast I've been listening to. It's about this guy named Abner Mares. He's a world champion boxer, Olympian, sports commentator, and he's a dad, obviously, to two little girls. Like, hello, we're like soulmates. I'm a dad to six little girls. He's got to pick his game up. But anyways, he's beloved by the hardcore fans alike. Abner is a pro at entertaining the world both in and out of the ring. The guy's unbelievable. He's got Blue Wire's newest podcast. It's called On the Hook with Abner Mares. And on the podcast, you'll hear from him, his family, his fellow athletes, and other people who made him the boxer and the man he is today. Trainers, sparring guys, whatever, you know, people who inspired him. So he talks about stuff like the state of boxing. We'll talk about his journey from a kid on the street to a boxing champ, the rags to riches. Talks about his sport, what he likes, his music, culture, family life, being a husband and hashtag girl dad. All right, so listen to On the Hook with Abner Mares wherever you get your podcasts. There's episodes in English on Tuesday and episodes in Spanish on Wednesdays. So anyways, listen to On the Hook. It's a good one, everybody. This is a Web Canopy Studio production. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Dropping the Gloves with John Scott and Tim Morrisberger. I hope everyone's doing well. So we're trying something new this week, and for the next few weeks, I think, until the season starts. Gosh, we just passed 150 episodes the other day, and we got to thinking, you know what? A lot of these people, and by these people, I mean you, my loyal, great, fantastic listeners and fans of the show, You guys have probably, most of you, just jumped on board the last year, maybe six months, because we've seen our growth just skyrocket in those last few months. So I don't think many people have gone back and listened to the the beginning of Dropping the Gloves, where it all started, why we started doing this podcast, and and, uh, the reasons behind it. And uh, I don't know, it's funny, the reason I started doing this podcast was because I didn't want to move to Toronto. I did not want to move to New York. I didn't want to work for TSN or Sportsnet or ESPN or anything like that. I had a few offers out there to go and do color commentary, maybe be, maybe, I don't know what they wanted me to do, to work for TSN or Sportsnet. And to be completely frank with you guys, 
my wife kiboshed the whole deal. I thought it was great. I thought it'd be super fun to move to Toronto. I'd be close to my family and this and that. And I get to do still be involved with hockey, maybe go do hockey night in Canada sometimes for CBC or Sportsnet at the time. And um, my wife just said, no, you know, I followed you around for gosh, 10, 11, 12 years, however long it was. And she said, we are not going. We are staying in Traverse City. We're going to raise our kids. And this is where we're going to, you know, live our life. And I had to respect that. And that's that's what we did. We stayed here. So I had to figure out a way because I wanted to stay in hockey. I, I love the game. I want to be involved in it. And obviously, the only way I could think of doing it was a podcast. And it just so happened where my neighbor was a digital web marketing guy and he had this whole setup at his office where he, he was doing a podcast with his business. And he's like, yeah, come on in. We'll, we'll, you know, throw some recordings down. We'll see what, we'll see what we can come up with. And we did that. And gosh, this, this first episode you're about to hear, it's terrible. It's absolutely atrocious. I, I just listened to it just to kind of get a feel of what, what we were getting ourselves into. And I don't know. And maybe you guys are a better judge of this than I am. Maybe I'm just tooting my horn. I've, I've come a long way from where we started. It, it's hard to listen to. This was July 23rd, 2018. We released this. So two years ago now, it, it's hard to kind of wrap your head around. We've been doing this for two years already, but man, it, it's, it's remarkable how, Again, I don't want to toot my own horn, but how much you grow. Obviously, Tim wasn't there. When we started this podcast, Tim was not there. I tried to do it by myself. I had my friend jump in every every couple episodes, John Aiken. He didn't know anything about hockey, so that made it really difficult. And it was just, it was tough. I was nervous. I, I didn't know what to say most of the times. And I just, I, I didn't have my voice at that point. It was very strange. So this this first episode that we're about to listen to, it was basically just an update on where I was. I retired at the end of 2016. Um, and I kind of just dropped off the map for a year and a half. I didn't do much. I just went home and raised the kids and just kind of checked out from the hockey scene for a little bit. And this is my reintroduction, I guess, to the hockey world to say, Hey, this is where I've been. This is what I've been up to. And and you think that I, I would have had this long drawn out, really thought provoking podcast it would have been 45 minutes an hour really in depth of what the all-star game was all about it would have taken you step by step of my thought process this and that no it was 14 minutes long it was 14 minutes of me just hemming and hawing and just omitting so much interesting stuff that if I were to do that podcast again I I just it would be so much better I should do it again because it's just it's not doing it of service of what the story should or could have been because the whole all-star story, and I know it's been beat to death and I've talked about it a lot, but it was just such an interesting time in my life and an interesting time in hockey where there were just so many little tidbits where I left out just because I think maybe I was sick of telling the story at that point. I had done so many interviews. I think I had just finished the book and we were working on the movie. So I was doing just a ton of just recollection. People ask me questions about where, where were you when you're in St. John's and this and that Nashville. So I think I was honestly just tired of talking about it. So when I was approached for the first episode and everybody wanted to do a recap of where I've been, I was just like, all right, this is painful. I don't want to do this. This is not, you know, something I'm interested in. So you could even just hear it. I, I just wasn't completely 
you know, I, I enjoy doing the podcast now. I, I, I look forward to taping three times a week. I enjoy talking to Tim. I enjoy, you know, reaching out to the fans and then the fans reaching out to us and having that interaction. But this first one, I was nervous. I didn't really want to do it. I didn't know how it was going to be received. I thought it was going to be just like, okay, we'll get it done. And then people will hate it and we'll move on. We'll never, you know, have to see this again. It'll just kind of disappear into the atmosphere. But lo and behold, 152 episodes later, here we are. The show is growing and we're having huge success. Thank you to you fans. So we thought it'd be fun to kind of once a week for the next few weeks to just go back because there's so many episodes that people forget about or didn't listen to. And there's episodes we didn't even release. And we have this lots of behind the scenes stuff and all this different things. So we'll see. I don't know how long we'll do this for. And we'll probably reach out to you guys. If it stinks, it stinks. We won't do it anymore. We'll just get back to live episodes. And then, you know, it is what it is. But for the foreseeable future, I think it was, I think it'll be fun to kind of, you know, take a step back in memory lane and just see how, how it all began. So with that being said, be kind, be kind to me because this first episode is it's just an absolute train wreck. And um, I hope you enjoy and leave some comments, you know, drop me a line, shoot us a letter, whatever you need to do, email us and let us know how, how much we've improved. And please let us know how weird it is to not have my main man, Tim on the podcast, because it's weird just doing it by yourself. But anyways, everybody, I hope you're doing well. We'll be back on Friday with a normal episode between me and Tim, but enjoy this one. I hope you guys enjoy it. And I hope you can actually appreciate how much I've improved. The show's improved and just the entertainment value. And maybe it's worse. Maybe we've gotten worse and you really like this first episode. Who knows? But uh, I will see and talk to everybody on Friday. Cheers. Even though sports had a break, your businesses did not. You have to keep moving, and that makes hiring more important than ever. Indeed is here to help. Have you ever noticed there's no good help anymore? Kids these days don't want to work. They just want to sit around and play video games and have cash handed to them. Even podcast partners, someone who you rely on to do research, this and that, and they don't come prepared. If I would have known this before I met Tim, I would have gone to Indeed.com. Unlike the other sites, they give you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need, and you can pause your account at any time. No long-term contracts anymore. Plus, Indeed provides powerful tools to make your search that much easier. You can like sponsored jobs, which are shown to be three and a half times more likely to result in a hire. With 73% of online job seekers visiting Indeed each month, Indeed is going to get you the most important hire you need, just like they have for over three million businesses. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more equality, more quality candidates will see it and they'll see it fast. Try Indeed with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best offer available anywhere. So go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply offer valid only through December 31st. The wait is finally over and football is back. I love watching myself some football on a Sunday, Sunday afternoon, maybe Saturday, college games. But guess what? You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. 
You can get in on the season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. So head to Bet Online today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Don't forget to use promo code BLUEWIRE at betonline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, one word, all one word. So go to Bet Online, your online sports book experts. Hey, everybody, this is John Scott, former NHL player, trying something new today. I'm doing a podcast, the first one of my life. Why not give it a shot? So for my first podcast today, I thought I would just give everyone a little insight, a little in up-to-date picture of what I've been doing for the last year and a half since I did the whole all-star stuff and had babies and everything. And I get questions all the time and people write me and say, what have you been up to? We don't know. You kind of fell off the face of the earth. So here we go. So I'll just keep you up. For, uh, we'll start right after the all-star game. So after that, I'm sure all of you know all that. Um, I went back to my hometown in Traverse City, Michigan. And my wife legit had twins, no kidding, two days after the All-Star game. So we had that. And I had to go back to St. John's not too long after that, which sucked. So it kind of worked out good because there was the NHL All-Star game. I did that. But then there was the AHL All-Star game, which started right after the NHL All-Star game. So I had the three days of the NHL All-Star game. And since technically I was still in the AHL, I had another three days and then don't tell him, this is actually, I haven't told anybody this. I lied to the AHL team um, about when my babies were born. So they thought they were born on like February 6th or 7th, but they were actually born on February 4th. So I just kept telling them that no, no babies, no babies. So I could stay home in Traverse city. And then I had a couple days after that. So I actually had a solid week at home to, you know, to kind of, get stuff together before I had to go to beautiful St. John's, Newfoundland. So after my break, I went back to Newfoundland and I started playing with St. John's and it was great. You know, it was fun, but I wasn't really a hundred percent into it just because I was still kind of bitter about not being in the show anymore. And just that whole deal and trying to figure out if my career was over or not. So it was fun, but I was kind of, so I'd say 20% checked out of every game. So it was nearing the end of the season and my agent calls me and he goes, okay, I talked to Bergevin. He wants you to play one game up in Montreal. And I told him, um, no, thanks. And he said, no, he really wants to do this. They want to, you know, make things right and have you play up in Montreal. And I was like, uh, that's no, thanks. These guys kind of screwed me over. This old debacle was because of the trade, blah, blah, blah. And he said, well, pick a game because they're going to call you up. So better you pick a game than them. So I picked the last home game they had versus uh, Florida in Montreal. I figured we can do the last game and then hopefully they can just send me back to Traverse city after the game. So the day came, I packed up all my, so I was, was traveling with three or four bags. I went to Montreal, checked into the hotel, played the game. It was awesome. Got scored on first shift. Thanks a lot. 
Condon couldn't save a shot from the blue line. But anyways, it was a fun game. It was versus Yager. It was kind of cool to go out that way. I was actually really happy that I went up because, you know, who gets to play for the Montreal Canadiens in their life? They're one of the best franchises in, you know, all of sports. So that was cool. I'm glad I kind of sucked it up and my agent forced me to do it because in the end of the day, it's still the NHL. And I did play my last game in the NHL. So that was cool. But after that, I asked, you know, I went and talked to the GM, Mark Bergman, and I knew him from Chicago because he was a scout there. So we, we had a little bit of a history. And I just said, hey, you mind if I go home? There's still a week left in St. John's, but we weren't making the playoffs, and I just really didn't want to go back. And he was really understanding. He said, sure, go home. Sounds good. So I went home, which was cool. And that was that whole story. All right. And then we fast forward to – the following season, July 1st, when it's free agency signing. And the big decision was if I was going to play. And I had been training all summer because I thought, you know, maybe I'll play, maybe I won't. But my my wife, honestly, was pushing me not to play. And I was kind of on the fence because I didn't want to go through that whole all-star game, being sent down, you know, who knows where I was going to end up with my family and myself, just because it was a lot of hassle. And it wasn't fun when you're in it, honestly. So July 1st came, we had a couple calls for some teams and I wasn't really committed to them and they weren't really committed to me. It was kind of just, you know, smelling each other out, seeing if there's any interest either side. So it got to, you know, middle of July, end of July, my agent's like, hey, listen, you need to get off the pot. And I just said, all right, I'm done. And that was it. And I, I just... uh called it quits. It was not as hard as I thought it was going to be. I talked to other retired players and they were like, this was the hardest decision of my life. And it took me years to get over with it and move on with my life. And I thought I was just going to go into a big depression and funk and be like a Debbie Downer, but it was actually all right. And I I don't know why it was that easy, but it, it didn't affect me like I thought it was. So that was a good thing. And mind you, I still had, you know, moments where I was super depressed and I didn't really want to talk to anybody. And I felt like I needed to be at the rink or be training or be doing something. But, you know, I think the fact that I had so much stuff going on really helped distract me from the fact that I wasn't going to play hockey for the rest of my life ever again. So that helped just with the kids and my wife and everything. And I had a lot of stuff going on because the all-star game, which I'll get into right now. Actually, it was a good segue. See, I'm learning right now. It's a segue. So the first opportunity I had after the all-star game, which was kind of cool, was a movie. And I don't want to backtrack, but I was sitting in the hotel in Nashville. And I got a call from a reporter, Mitch Album, here in Michigan. Kind of a big deal. You know, he's written a bunch of books and he's done a couple movies. And he called me for an interview. And I was like, hey, you know, we just did the interview. I did like a hundred of them that weekend. So it was nothing out of the ordinary. And at the end of the interview, we just started chatting and he said, Hey, this, you know, this is a good story. This could be one of those lifetime made for TV movies. And this was before the all-star game even happened. This was like before all that, you know, Bernsey shoulders and scoring and all that fun stuff. So he said, yeah, this would be a pretty fun lifetime movie. I think, you know, you're going to get some people calling you. I was like, Oh, you know, Probably not, but that's cool. If it happens, it happens, whatever. I didn't think anything of it. And then after the All-Star game, he 
was the first person who called me. He said, okay, I changed my mind. This isn't a lifetime movie. This is going to be a big, big time movie. You kind of changed it up and I would love to do the movie with you. And I was blown away because, you know, he's, I, I know him. I've read some of his books and I was just honored that he would kind of want to do that. So I, boom, done. So that's how the movie deal started. And we've been dealing with that for the last year and a half now. And that kind of took some of the sting away from retiring. And then I got another phone call from some guy. He said, Hey, do you want to write a book? And I said, I don't know how to write a book. So <laughs> are you sure? And he's like, yeah, you know, your story's great. And I said, uh, I don't know. He's like, Hey, we'll give you a bunch of money. And I said, okay, sounds good. I'm in. Let's do it. So that's how it works. And they wrote me not a big check, but a decent size one, you know, I could buy a car if I wanted to. And, um, and I started writing a book and that was a fun experience just because you, you start digging up stuff and remembering things you never thought of in years and years and years. And it's just fun to go down memories lane and think about all the people you, you met and all the stuff you did along the way. And that was a great experience. And now I have a book out. So if you guys haven't bought it yet, which I'm sure all of you have, cause you're great, uh, go buy it. And what else well, can we talk about? So there was the book, a TV and, uh, I got all these opportunities to do stuff on TSN and Sportsnet, and that was cool. And all these little opportunities kind of gave me a glimpse of what I can do after hockey. And this is actually why I'm kind of doing this, because everyone was like, you're kind of, you know, good at this stuff. You you have a, a good personality. You should really try to do TV or radio or whatever you feel like doing. So, you know, those were always nice to hear. And that's why I'm kind of, you know, dipping my toe in and doing this right now. The TSN stuff was fun. The Sportsnet stuff was fun. The only thing with that is they film in Toronto. And I kind of had the opportunity to go and do that. I didn't really get too involved in it just because my wife said, no, we're not moving to Toronto. Not a chance. So I had to pass on that. But it was fun. You know, I've done some radio stuff on The Fan and, you know, Leafs Lunch. And it's it's a blast. And I like doing it. I like talking. I like kind of staying involved in the game. So that was, uh, that was neat. I did all those things and what else have I done? Oh, okay. So here's a good one this year, a full year had passed and I just been, you know, doing family stuff, whatever. And I got a call from not Mike Keenan, but like the presidents of some hockey team in the KHL. And it was a new team based out of Beijing called the Kunlun Dragons. And I was just like, okay. And the guy said, this was their president, I believe. He said, we would like you to come, you know, check out the team. And maybe you'd want to play for, for us the following season, which would be the season that's going on right now. And I'm like, interesting. Okay, that sounds cool. And he said, you know, we could pay you a pretty good amount of money. You can come and play over here and, you know, get your career going again. We think you you know, our good player, obviously we have Mike Keenan coaching the team and he wants some guys who are a little bit bigger, plays his style of hockey and the team could use someone who's got a little bit of a name to get, you know, the ticket sales going. So I said, okay, maybe that sounds interesting because I thought I was done with hockey and that just gets the juices flowing again and it makes you want to play. So it's like, okay, here we go. So I, I talked to my wife and cause she's the boss and she says, interesting. Well, let's just see where it goes. And so they offered to fly me out there and the kids. And we were going to do it 
But then we start researching Beijing and how it's like, it's super polluted and like people have to wear masks all the time and like the food sucks and the schools are borderline and everything we look up is just not good. And I'm sure some of you have been there and it's great, but just from the research that I did, it was just like, this place sucks. And so I, I called the coach or the president. I was like, you know, I think we're going to pass. And he goes, I think you, I think you're making a mistake. And he throws out this nugget. He goes, if you, you know, if you sign with a team, we'll give you a three-year deal. And while you're in China, we could work on getting your Chinese citizenship and you could play for China in the Olympics in 2022. And I go, um, excuse me. Um, that sounds awesome. So I could play for the Chinese Olympic team in the Olympics and like play against all these Olympic squads. And he's like, yeah, that's what we're trying to do to make the Chinese team competitive because they get an automatic buy because the Olympics are there in 2022. And so I kind of changed it a little bit, but at the end of the day, we just said, no, thanks and passed on that. So that was kind of a cool, cool opportunity that we just, or I shouldn't say we, that I kind of passed on, but I don't know if I regret it because I just saw the other day that Keenan just got gassed and the team is like terrible and there's like super pollution problems and that whole North Korea thing that they're going to bomb everybody. So I'm glad I didn't, uh, I'm glad I didn't go because that would have sucked. And we actually had a baby between that time. So we would have had a baby in Beijing, I believe. So I don't think that would have been good. Okay. So that's leading us right up to now. And I think I'm going to shut it down right there for the first podcast. I hope, uh, It was good. I know it was short and sweet, but that's all I got for you right now. Peace. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening. Make sure you're following the show on Twitter at dropping underscore gloves for episode highlights, behind the scenes content, sneak peeks, and giveaways. Check out johnscottallstar.com slash shop for merchandise including t-shirts, hats, hoodies, and so much more. And please, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. It's so important to helping us grow so we can keep delivering the hockey content and interviews with the players you love. Thanks, and see you next time.